श्री कृष्णा श्री कृष्णा श्री कृष्णा श्री कृष्णा गुरु ब्रह्मा गुरु विष्णु गुरुर्देव महेश्वर गुरु साक्षात परम ब्रह्म तस्म श्री गुरव नम तस्म श्री गुरव The notion of body identification is easier to get out of it by medicines, painkillers, etc. At least for time being. But the notion that we are a soul is very difficult to get out of it, and therefore. This question again and again comes in our mind. What happens after death? So this fear, what happens after death, or what is this soul? What is the hell and what is heaven? All these things can be sorted out only by proper understanding. There is no shortcut. Understanding is when we are told something. Let us find out exactly what is the purpose of telling this. So our present life is we blame others for all the problems of our life. So such a person who is busy in blaming others, what will be his spiritual practice? he will try to improve others and this has never been successful this we come across from many people husband wife brother in laws outlaws there only the whole life goes so the first step on the spiritual path is we have to stop blaming others for all the problems of our life if that is not done we are far away from the spiritual quest and we are deeply rooted samsari and the samsari is designed to suffer so he has to suffer so how do we sort it out if we are getting problems because of others there are two ways of looking at it one is the path of devotion and secondly the path of inquiry and understanding in case of path of devotion a devotee will never complain about anything but everything reminds him of the divine will why this is happening aricha see normally we blame others a devotee is the one who doesn't blame others aricha now the second path is the path of inquiry who is miserable then we come to know that there is somebody who is miserable 
Now, is this somebody who is miserable, is he real? Or is he appearing under n number of conditions? So, we become somebody after we are identified with the body and then function through some conditionings like the father, the wife, the son, and then we become the son, the husband, and the father. And then we come to know the one who is miserable and disturbed are these three entities who exist nowhere. If we are convinced of this, then our attitude towards life will change. And what will be the change in attitude? That whenever we are in a particular position, playing a particular role, play that role perfectly, but don't carry the burden of that role all through life. And this is what is called as knowing what the jiva, the soul is. Now the third approach. The law of karma tells us that whatever happens in your life, you are solely responsible for that. We eat a lot and then we say, See, I am putting on lot of weight. I don't know why people give me. Are you are not a furniture. You decide to eat or not to eat. So, we are responsible for everything that happens in our life. Is the rule. But then, what I have done? I got such a terrible wife, a fighting cock, who fights with everybody. If there is nobody to fight, I am freely available. Why this is happening to me? Because in the last life you have tortured her. And now she has come in this life to take the revenge. And then what we understand and what we should understand? What we should understand is that we existed even before this body was born in other form. And we are existing now. And whatever good or bad we are doing, we will suffer in the next life. Therefore, we continue to exist. The same body doesn't come with us in the next, body, in the next life. Therefore, understanding should be we are a continuous, unbroken existence. That should be the understanding. If this understanding happens, then the fear of death will disappear. We don't suffer because of death. We suffer because of the fear of death. And therefore, with this understanding, when we want to live, then what will be the spiritual practice? First of all, don't take anything seriously in life. But we take the husband, wife, brother, father, children seriously. Don't take them seriously. There was a argument going on between two intelligent daughter-in-law and mother-in-law. 
So when the daughter-in-law did something, so mother-in-law scolded. And uh, daughter-in-law said, look here, this is my first marriage, so I don't know how to behave as a daughter-in-law. Then the mother-in-law said, this is also my first being mother-in-law, I also don't know. <laughs> See? Therefore, don't take life too seriously. And the most important thing to get out of this notion that we are a soul jiva, only way is study scriptures. When we study scriptures, the purpose of study of scriptures is changing our vision, changing our focal length. Scriptures are not studied for teaching others, they are not studied for chanting, they are not studied for telling the people we are spiritual. No. When we study the scriptures, our vision undergoes change. Our focal length changes. And when the focal length changes, our perceptions change. Then our interactions change. Then the quality of our life changes. Such a person is thereafter able to remain quiet. So, when some event or experience happens, if an experiencer is born and a reaction comes in the form of like, dislikes, etc., then it is the jiva. When an event or experience happens, good or bad, experience is there, but an experiencer is not born, then we are liberated from the jiva bhav. Pundakopanishad. Dva suparna sayuja sakhaya samanam ruksham parishashvajate tayo anyaha pipalam sadhumati anashnan anyaha abhichakashiti. There are two birds sitting on the same tree. The bird is none other than us, our heart. And they are Sayuja Sakaya. They are always together. And they are very close to each other, good friends, Sakha. Then between the two, one is perching on the fruits of that tree and therefore either he enjoys or he suffers depending upon the taste of the fruit. And the other bird is not perching and therefore he is happy. Now this picture in the Upanishad, bring it to yourself. We are simultaneously man and husband. Sayuja Sakaya like our shadow is always with us. Can you run away from your shadow? 
But if we get frustrated because of the shadow, who can help us? Exactly the same way. The man and the husband. Husband is the shadow of man. So when the shadow is run over by a truck, or when the shadow falls on the Shivalinga, is it going to make any difference? When? When we know it is just a shadow, it is not real. Once in Bhavnagar, Gujarat, they called me for a satsang. Five o'clock, so I reached there. In that ashram, and there were nobody except four or five people. I said, let's start. He said, Swamiji, no, the satsang is at six o'clock. But I said, you told me at five o'clock. No, no, we just wanted you to come earlier so we can spend some time with you. I said, oh, very good. Then I said, hey, whose is that Honda car? Mine. I wanted to say something in that car. Please come. I went out. Sat in the car. I said, no, start the car. Then now drive out. We went out. I said, take me to any place, whether it's a temple or it's a mall, it doesn't matter. They took me on a small hillock, a nice Shiva temple. Evening time, five o'clock. And then we got down. And I was standing before the Lord Shiva. Backside was the sun. And my shadow fell on Shivalinga. How lucky. Who? Shadow. (laughs) Then, after that, we went out. And in the open ground, I was standing. And my shadow fell on a stone. And from there, a Shiva Bhakta came, a doggy came. I don't call Kutta. That word is specially reserved for human beings. So, a doggy came. And after doing Atma Pradakshina, he did the Abhishekas. Om Purnamadaha Purnamidam. Where? On my shadow. See, friends, when I know the shadow is an appearance, not real, will I go and take bath? (laughs) What will you do? Will observe, but will not suffer. Exactly the same way. You, the man, not the moon, the son of wife, S-U-N. The hot. <laughs> and as a result, the shadow of the husband is created. And it is this husband who is miserable. See? With this knowledge, when you live your day-to-day life, you will get out of that notion. Going to hell and going to heaven. 
then he will start remaining in the utter present. Because now you are a continuous unbroken existence. Then we go still deeper in understanding our own experiences. Childhood belongs to the body, not to me. Therefore, when the childhood died, I continue to exist. So is the story of the teenage, middle age. In one group, one child asked me this question, Swamiji, what is the difference and similarity between a child and an old age, old man? He said, I don't know. He said, childhood comes and goes. Then, old age comes and takes. <laughs> Doesn't go. See, therefore, jiva is, now come to the final conclusion, jiva is three factors put together. Like the reflection in the mirror is made up of three factors. Our beautiful face, the mirror and our reflection in the mirror. Now out of these three, which is the real? Is the reflection real, is the mirror real or our face real? In the same manner, we are the face, the absolute reality, mirror is the prakriti, the body, the mind, and the reflection of this Paramatma in the Panchakoshas is the reflection. These three things put together is called a jiva or the soul. See? Recognize this. And for that, what is required is we have to go beyond the mind. And we have to go beyond the mind by the mind. In uh, Yoga Vashishta we have seen, in Mahasa Vilasa story, we were told that go beyond the mind by the mind. What normally we do, we go beyond the mind by prakriti. Controlling prana, doing yoga, so that we control the mind, dharana, dhyan, samadhi, and then we go beyond the mind. But the rule is, prakriti is that where vikriti cannot be stopped. You cannot stop it. In the same manner, <coughs> if we want to go beyond the mind, we have to go by the mind. And then going beyond the mind by the mind is two stages. Number one, self-discipline. One uh, psychiatric student asked me this question. So many you people tell you should do this, but you know, according to our science, we should not suppress. Separation leads to abnormalities. I said, I agree with you. 
You angry? I said yes. How? I said now I feel I should give you one hard on your nose, so that the nose comes from backside. I should not suppress. Should I do that? No. Then I should suppress that. And suppression is followed by education of the mind. When suppression is not followed by the education of the mind, then that suppression becomes unhealthy condition. So what is the education? No, I should not hit on his nose because he is stronger than me. <laughs> then he will make a chutney out of me. <laughs> Therefore, although I feel like doing this, I should not. You are at peace. See, same thing. We have to begin with the strong discipline. No means no. And then educate. So suppression, education will lead to sublimation of the mind. Sublimated mind is the mind which is available. It is no more reacting. And then in that mind, this knowledge takes place. Colors and forms are existing in the eyes. The vision is existing in the mind. The mind is under the intellect. Intellect starts expressing in life. Life is nothing but activation by the energy. Like light is nothing but activation by electricity. And this individual energy belongs to the total energy. And this total energy, you call it as Sri Vidya, you call it as Durga Mata, you call it as Bhagwan's Alladini Shakti. This was one of the meditations we have learned yesterday that there are twelve places which are the energy centers. And each center is allotted a label. A, A, E, E, O, O, A, I, O, O, M, A. Twelve of them. So when we are telling 
if you are able to walk along with me. Colors and forms have no existence without the vision. When we are sitting in the vision, colors and forms lose their impact on me. The sounds have no existence without the ears. When I come to my ears, sounds have no existence. So the whole objective world is existing in the respective sense organs. They cannot exist without the sense organs, but the sense organs can exist without them. Then all the sense organs are in the mind. Senses cannot function without the mind, but the mind continues to exist whether senses are operational or not. We drop the world, we drop the sense organs, we drop the mind now. Dropping the mind is the ability of procrastination. Any thought, any theme that erupts in the mind, procrastinate, not now. I will settle account with that man after meditation, okay? Now keep cool. So we transcend the mind, the likes and dislikes, the impressions, and migrate to the seat of understanding and wisdom, the intellect. This intellect is to be dissolved in the total intellect. Total intellect is, we are in this retreat, so individual comforts, etc., should be secondary, and we have to merge our individuality in the total group. Thereby, not seeking any special status. Then we come to discover special status is only our imagination. 
this imagination is dropped when the intellect dissolves in life. In life all the distinctions and differences dissolve. By now, the body has already disappeared <coughs> from the knowledge as I am body and I am living only in this body and not other. This individualized presence is jiva. And the absolute presence is Paramatma. The husband also agrees. The man also agrees. But the existence of the husband is temporary. Man is eternal. Expression of life is temporary, but the existence supports both life and matter. Thus we go beyond existence and non-existence, beyond knowledge and ignorance.
is this contemplative approach is for reaching the conviction that there is nothing like the jiva or the soul but only the absolute truth which is expressing through many conditionings as sentient and inert where the consciousness can express as life it is sentient where consciousness cannot express as life the inert world
every thought that erupts is a message from the Lord. Then you have become somebody. In fact, you are nobody. So let us not fight with the thoughts and the mind. But focus on like the colors and forms come and go, nothing happens to the eyes. Thoughts come and go, nothing happens to me.
initially external disturbances bother then second stage the thoughts bother so we stop the external disturbances by isolation in a corner and then we struggle with the thought disturbances in the mind we have to go beyond it through understanding knowledge with thoughts is jiva the soul thought free knowledge is consciousness like the ten directions don't influence the space similarly the thoughts do not disturb us this eternal substratum is our essential nature with this understanding we live in this relative world and yet go beyond the relativity take a deep breath or two move your toes and fingers offer everything at the feet of the lord om purnamadah purnamidam purnahat purnamudachate purnasya purnamadaya purnamevamishyate om shanti 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 hari om Shri Guru Vyo Namaha Kare Om